Hi everyone, welcome to another week of the How Dare You Love Yourself podcast. I'm Kaylee. I'm Annika. And today we are talking about how to build healthy habits. <laughs> yes. Okay, so um, <laughs> this is actually, you know, we're not perfect. No. So <laughs> some of these things, obviously this is going to be really personal to every person because mm-hmm. Um, there are going to be some strategies and some habits that aren't going to be suitable to Mm -hmm. every person. But I think that the way we're going to kind of structure it is by talking about some of our important healthy habits and how they work for us and then kind of break down ultimately how we can achieve building healthy habits, how we can build some really great habits. Um, And hopefully you'll be able to take something away from that, even if it's just slightly changing something in your routine. Mm -hmm. But a lot of things we're going to talk about have really helped us get through some challenging and intensely busy times of our lives mm-hmm. so yeah hopefully it's hopefully it's helpful and a lot of the stuff that we talk about as well is related to our motivation episode which was episode three of yes. the podcast so if you haven't had a listen to that yet highly recommend because if you do enjoy what we talk about here you'll most probably enjoy what we talk about in that episode as well 100 percent. i think that the motivation episode was a really good introduction to this whole aspect of like how to kind of improve aspects of your life yeah um and this is like kind of like a um a little bit more of a specific aspect of of how to increase motivation and ultimately improve performativity so definitely okay do you want to go first what are some of your important healthy habits um I think that like when I try and think about what habits I have I do try and have them in five different aspects of my life and I don't say this is in like a specifically target, but I think overall these are the kind of things that I want to improve upon or have a good, healthy relationship with. So it just makes sense to have habits that fit into these categories. So there's sleep, um, what I eat, what I drink, um, having time for myself, like what habits do I have for like my intrinsic well-being, and then also yeah. social habits. So like one of my friends, we make sure that we see each other at least once a week. That's a habit that we've gotten into um, so that I'm still making time for social stuff, but I am making time for myself. Um, So I would say that those are kind of like the five different categories of habits that I make in my life. Would you say something similar? Yeah, I think that's actually a really good way to break it down. Um, Those are some really important aspects of life and they are really like... I guess straightforward in a way to like think of some really mm-hmm. clear habits that you can build to those. So thank you for breaking it down like that. <laughs> no worries. What about you? Um, I think I mean building off yours a lot. I think one of the most obvious but most important to me is a really good sleep schedule. I'm someone mm-hmm. that does not cope well to disruptions in my sleeping schedule. And I need mm-hmm. at least eight hours of sleep, really, to function. I'm the same. <laughs> so I know that people can do less than that, and that's totally fine. But for me personally, um, I've tried to really kind of nail down, especially during uni semesters, mm-hmm. you know, go to bed at a certain time, wake up at a certain time. And obviously that can change. But I just remember um, going to a seminar about sleep. And one of the most important takeaways I got from that was that if you – Okay, so let's say you have eight hours of sleep every night, Mm -hmm. but one night you go to bed at 11, one night you go to bed at eight, one night you go to bed at one or two. Mm -hmm. Even though you're still going to get the same amount of sleep, the the way in which you've kind of altered your sleeping patterns and you don't have a consistent 
downtime and a wake-up time actually means that you're not getting the full benefits and the full effects of like an eight-hour sleep okay yeah so I think consistency is the key with a sleep schedule Mm -hmm. um try to have a bedtime try to have a wake-up time and obviously that can change um but this woman was saying that uh half an hour changes should be like the maximum so some days you may like wake up half an hour later and go to bed half an hour later and of course there are going to be nights where you like have a night out or where you're Mm -hmm. feeling super tired and you go to bed early and that's totally fine but another key key thing before i just talk about sleep for the whole (laughs) another key thing is that you can't ever make up the hours that you lost either which i didn't know so a lot of the times my attitude has been like i'll have like four hours tonight and then I'll have 10 hours tomorrow night when I've okay. got time and I'll make up for it but that's actually not how your body works you can't ever make up for the time that you lost wow um, yeah of having lost hours so the more consistent you can be with your sleep schedule the better and there are crazy statistics that I'm not going to bore you all with about <laughs> how much um having consistency and having enough sleep can really boost productivity boost Mm -hmm. mood boost like muscle recovery and everything especially that um rpm sleep is is really important Mm -hmm. i remember when i was like obsessed with learning about dreaming and stuff like that um you (laughs) generally if you get the recommended um hours of sleep which is anywhere between seven and a half to nine hours of sleep a night then you should complete seven rem cycles which is the average and recommended amount um, which is anyone who doesn't know what REM is, it's rapid eye movement. If you want to know a little bit about it, a quick Google search will give you a lot of information, but pretty much the REM cycles will help you get to sleep. And your first REM cycle could take up to hours. Whereas every single cycle after that, some could take 20 minutes. And that's why when you wake up in the morning, you might remember your recent dreams more than the ones that you had at the start of the night, because your REM cycle was a lot shorter. Fun fact for those of you, I literally went through like a massive dream stage. But yeah, it's really important to get those REM cycles in. So anywhere between seven and a half and nine hours of sleep will help you wake up feeling very productive. I feel like we should low-key, high-key do like a mini episode on sleep. Like I feel like you know all this stuff about the REM REM cycles. I'm like, "Mm, maybe we should do a whole episode on this. But all jokes aside, sleep is extremely important. So, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, another factor, and these kind of like come into one, but I think I distinguish them separately because I have different goals and targets for them, but eating and drinking, which is all about yes. your diet and what you yeah. consume. Um, and this is a big one, and we're not experts on this. We're not going to stand here or sit here and talk to you and pretend that we are experts. Um, we're just speaking from our experiences and things that have helped us in building these habits. So we're not medical professionals. There's just one disclaimer. Speak for yourself. To <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm just. I'm totally not a medical kidding. professional. <laughs> Um, but this is kind of stuff that have helped us with our, all of our habits. But for me personally, I think a big one that I've learned is not going from zero to a hundred or vice versa. Yes. Completely cutting something out of your diet in a day and sticking to that forever is not going to happen. Like I hate to break it to you unless you're under this super, super, super strict regime, you are going to have moments of weakness 
it's it's just not going to happen, right? There's no fast diets. It's a lifestyle change. And that's something that was kind of like drilled into me in PE and food tech in high school. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. What I eat and what I drink in terms of like how much water I drink a day, everything fluctuates and it's not going to be consistent every single day of the week. But you make certain habits for yourself that are going to help you achieve small goals. So for example, one habit that I've gotten into is having at least two servings of fruit every single day. Mm. I'm not going to have this completely clean diet where I don't eat like junk food or chocolate. Like I don't have it every day, but I'm not someone who completely has cut that out of my out of my diet. But mm. I have certain habits that I partake in that help me achieve those healthy eating goals, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. I think that balance is really important. I mean, there are certain things that you should be doing to making sure that you're getting like protein and calcium and um, mm-hmm. carbohydrates. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to think of another, <laughs> what's another thing that's in food? Vitamins. <laughs> um, Legumes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you should be trying to make sure that you're like hitting those things that are recommended by dietitians. But also mm-hmm. balance is really important. And I think that I almost feel like shittier if I eat a completely healthy diet and make myself feel really awful about not eating uh, about eating like something that's unhealthy whereas sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like I feel like ice cream after dinner so I'm Mm -hmm. gonna have some ice cream and that's totally Mm -hmm. okay because you are allowed to have a balance and that's more important in my opinion than sticking to some super strict diet lifestyle thing that's just not benefiting you in the long run and I mean I know someone someone I know people who um count calories I know people Mm. who weigh food I also know people who just do like intuitive eating and they just eat whatever they feel like um and there's no right or wrong way it's whatever works for you and whatever is allowing you to feel healthy right yes and that's different for every single person because every single one of us have different diet related issues Each and every one of us might have different allergies or different preferences, different lifestyles. And I think it's what are habits that you can create that allow you to be as healthy as you can be, but also removing the guilt that if you, you know, have had a home cooked meal for seven days in the week and you've had a flat out day and you literally do not have time to cook, you don't have anything in the house and you have four kids to feed there's no guilt in going and getting takeaway like it's not a bad thing you're like it's like removing the guilt from that yes 100% I and I think that talks back a lot to our self-love episode about removing the guilt and starting to love yourself Mm -hmm. enough that you can do things that you're not going to feel guilty about later and not going to regret so that's super important what Um, about you what are some (laughs) what are some important healthy habits I think just moving a little bit off from like the obvious ones a little bit is one of the things that's really important to me is having things that I can do for myself that are kind of like mine only yeah things that I don't necessarily share with anyone else and if I do share them with people that's great but things like being able to read a book to write a book to exercise to go for a walk for Mm -hmm. me that's often horse riding and just providing myself the opportunity to check in with myself and to reflect And not necessarily feel pressure to interact with different people um, and have to kind of perform in a certain way. Just really time where I can totally be myself um, and remove a lot of that external pressure is really important. 
yeah like time for yourself is so important and I think it's Mm -hmm. you know not a lot of people necessarily recognize that especially in such a social world it's easy to overlook yeah um one more point that I really wanted to raise as we talk about habits is a little fun fact for you guys it can take anywhere between 18 to 254 days for a person to form a new habit right it's an average of 66 days for like this to become an automatic behavior um so like you don't really have to think about it you kind of just start to do it but that's a long time and that takes into account something that you said before and it was consistency and I think that if you were to take one Mm -hmm. message away from this episode it's all about consistency Consistency does not mean that you have to do it every single day for the rest of your life, but come up with like a goal for yourself. How consistent do I want to be with this? For something like sleep, you know, if you are someone who goes out on the weekend, it could be like, okay, six out of seven days of the week, I'm going to do this. If it's working out, but you're a busy person, you could set the goal and say, well, three days out of seven in the week, I'm going to exercise. If it's something like drinking water, it could be something like, well, every single day I need to drink two liters of water. Mm-hmm. You need to work out what that consistency is. Yes, 100%. Um, one more thing that I wanted to say um, before we move on to like the importance and how we can actually build the habits mm-hmm. is the importance of inward reflection and checking in with yourself. Yeah. Um, this is one thing that I've really tried to implement. Um, I'm fortunate enough that I have been able to build some really good habits with things like sleep social life exercise Mm -hmm. eating habits so I've kind of now moved on to like how can I build healthy habits with my mind yeah um which is again something that's totally overlooked but um a little life hack is that if you have like a watch an apple watch specifically is what I'm thinking of or even you can set timers on your phone throughout Mm -hmm. the day Mm -hmm. where you get reminders to breathe and to think Mm -hmm. and to like peer inwards and Uh, There are a couple ways you can do this. The first way that you can do is kind of to ask yourself some questions throughout the day. So every hour or so, just stop and be like, how do I feel right now? And you kind of like inwardly reflect and go, okay, I feel like this. And then if it's kind of negative or even if it's, you know, positive, you can kind of be like, why do I feel like that? And it's again kind of building more of a dialogue and a conversation with yourself so that you're being really active and responsive to what your body needs Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you've got such a busy life cycle like oftentimes when I'm super busy during the day like I will just completely shut my mind off and stop all conversation with my body and then I will come home and feel absolutely awful and so drained because I haven't been able to have that conversation with myself Mm -hmm. so I think first way is to kind of um you know, be a little curious and ask yourself questions. How do I feel? Why am I feeling this? Maybe how can I change it or how can I improve it? Yeah. The other thing that you can do is just actually just observe. So I think two aspects of of it is curiosity and the second is observation Mm -hmm. where you literally just stop and you're like, oh, okay, I notice that I'm feeling a certain way. I notice that I'm feeling really sad right now. And if it's exhausting for you and if you're really busy and you don't have time to actually kind of ask yourself why totally okay yeah but just even taking that time to observe is giving your body um recognition and showing yourself that you do kind of care about yourself as well and that you're you're being responsive to what your body is telling you I think that's really important those are really good points it's like acknowledging what's going on in your day-to-day I think is yeah it is really important and you're right like 
when you think of habits, the main ones that we go to are probably eating, drinking and sleeping, but stuff like reflecting on yourself and reflecting on your mental health is a habit that I think a lot of people, like me included, need to take into account. Yeah. And it's easy. Like I always think I text my friends the other day and I'm like, hey, how are you? Yeah. It's like, why don't I do that with myself? That's so you know? true. Like, That's so good. My body is a temple. Why <laughs> am I not asking how it's going? You know? So it's just taking that time. Even like if you if you are someone who's pretty active and talking to your friends and you're like, hey, how are you? The same time ask yourself. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Like, how am I, Annika? You know? <laughs> it's so it's so simple, but it does take a little bit of consistency to get it going. Yeah, definitely. Consistency is key. Yes. All right. Do you, we want to touch? I think we've touched on this a little bit as we've been going. But yeah. Are there any key things that you wanted to say about what we think the key importance is of building healthy habits? I think at the end of the day, building healthy habits is a way of loving yourself, is a way of saying, and like, in in a sense, is it selfish? Yes. Is it bad? No. You have to be selfish sometimes. You have to look at yourself. Exactly. It's not a bad word. It's not a bad connotation. It's you looking after yourself and it's you putting yourself first and I always think about this, like, how are you supposed to help other people be the best that they can be if you're not helping yourself be the best that you can be? Exactly right. And so building those healthy habits is putting you in a position where you're able to take care of yourself and then you're able to take care of those around you. Yes, 100%. I think that's really nicely put. Um, And it also just comes back to self-love as well, right? Like, if you... I mean... I think two aspects of it is that building healthy habits is key to building self-love. But then once you've Mm -hmm. got those um, healthy habits, I think that's kind of a reflection on how much you love yourself, right? How much you're willing to put in time for yourself to improve not only physical health, but also mental health and mental well-being. And both of those two factors combined are really important for happiness and productivity Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. love and even as you said, being able to build meaningful connections with others. It's really important Mm -hmm. that you're starting with yourself. It all starts from within and then you can build it outwards. It does. What about you? What do you think are some important parts about building healthy habits? I think kind of just like what we've been touching on, yeah, like how we can um, become more attuned to our body and more attuned to our souls uh, so that, again, we're building meaningful connections with ourselves with others with the world around us we're becoming more um curious and observational as to the world around us um and we you know i i find like when i when i'm well rested when i'm eating well when i'm drinking well when i'm checking in with myself mentally i'm the most productive i'm the most motivated i'm the most Mm -hmm. interested in things going around going on around me and i'm curious to learn and i think that's one of the key amazing things about life right like there is so much to learn and when you feel good that's when you can actually kind of take it all in yeah I mean I am someone that gets excited very easily and days when I have a really good breakfast and I've hit my you know I've had two or three liters of water I've done a workout I might have gone out with my friends I feel so good about myself and I that's okay to say you can have a great day and not feel guilty saying like, I actually had a really great day today and I feel really good about myself and my body and my mind. Yeah. 
that's such a good thing. If you if you've stuck to your habits for the day, you've been really productive and you've been successful in achieving your targets. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like good on you. That is amazing. If you haven't, don't beat yourself up about it because you have tomorrow to try again. Yes. And it comes back to what you were saying. Like I come back to this all the time, but in our self-love episode, what you were saying about the fact that you can restart your day. Yeah. I just think that's so important with building habits as well. Like sometimes I'm feeling really crappy with myself if I, um, you know, miss a key thing that I wanted to do, like in terms of habits. Like if I, you know, go to sleep really late and mm. feel awful the next day, it's like, okay, I can restart this. Yeah. You know, I can try again. That aspect of let's just try it again, mm-hmm. I think is so important. And it's a key thing as a nice segue, I guess, into like how we can build healthy habits. Yes. It's offering yourself forgiveness and offering yourself second, third, fourth, fifth chances yeah. to try it. Because it's not going to work the first time and it does take a little bit of consistency. It takes effort. How do you build a healthy habit? What What's something that you specifically do that allows you, if you're like, okay, I am going to do this. This is my new goal. I'm going to do this, you know, every single day. How am I going to achieve it? What would you do? Um, I think, okay, a meta or like a bigger answer to that is goal setting, which I actually yeah. think we should do a whole episode on because goal setting is really important. Yeah. Um, But just touching on it briefly, creating some really smart goals, so specific, measurable, actionable, um, realistic, (laughs) realistic, thank you, what's the T? Timely. Okay. (laughs) I'm like preaching smart goals and I don't even know the freaking acumen. But yes, smart goals are are really important Um, and building off of that a way that you can kind of achieve those goals is to-do lists and lists. Mm-hmm. I am a huge mm-hmm. list maker. I have like big lists going on for my day. I've got specific hour by hour lists. I've got lists for the week. Yeah. I've got lists for the months. I literally have like thousands of lists going on around me everywhere. And that's not to say that like I have to hold myself to it every single second, but it is to say that having it written down on paper is a really key motivator because it helps you really visualize and sort of see a way forward which is really key Mm -hmm. and it also allows you to be accountable too yeah like I haven't stuck to this habit it's been three weeks and I haven't done what I said I'm gonna do is it because a I have been really overwhelmed with external factors and so I physically can't achieve this goal is it b that I'm just you know being lazy really and I'm not as tough on myself as I should be and I'm letting it slide or is it something else is it that you know this goal just isn't realistic yeah, this habit not is not a realistic one for you yeah and so you have to change it up a bit I think that for me recently and I say recently and it has been the past month we are oh my gosh we're literally about to get out of lockdown but we're currently in I think either week 13 or 14 of Sydney's lockdown at the moment Honestly, and count. my gosh, it's yeah, it's been about three months, nearly four. Something that I kind of said to myself was, oh, I want to get in the habit of working out. I want to get in the habit of doing this and this. And I was kind of doing it every now and then, but I wasn't, it wasn't really a habit. It was kind of like every now and then I would do it. And so what I've done specifically in the past month is I have like a journal on my desk And I've written out three habits that I really want to get into Mm -hmm. or that I want to maintain. So I have literally the days of the week and then I have a column that says read. I have one that says lunch and then I have one that says workout. 
And so my goal is that every single day I want to read. I'm currently going on a reading journey. I have books next to my bed and I'm reading lots of books, but I want to take time for myself and read at least once a day. And if I do that, I can like cross it off. And then I want to have lunch every single day. Um, It's something that like I struggle with because I have a really big breakfast and a really big dinner, but then I, I don't know, I kind of just like struggle to eat lunch sometimes. Um, And that was something that I really wanted to correct myself on. So I measure that. And then my last one is working out. And while I don't have the goal to work out every single day, my goal is to do it three or four times a week, whether that's like going for a walk or doing some weight training or something. But writing that down as a list, but also as kind of like an accountability chart allows me to track those habits and see if they're working, see if, you know, this week was not a good week, but I also had a lot of external factors or like I didn't eat lunch today, but I also had like a really big breakfast late in the day and it just, you know, I just didn't feel like it. And so I think that that is something that has really helped me build those habits and it's been a month and I'm sticking to it, which I haven't really done before. So it feels good. Yeah, I think also that's really important what you were saying about building realistic goals. Um, When I was younger, Mm -hmm. I always used to kind of um, set these goals where I'd be like, I want to work out every single day. Um, And I'd kind of go from zero to 100. I think you touched on this a little earlier, but you just set yourself these huge goals because you kind of are more outcome focused. Mm -hmm. Um, So starting small um, and saying, I want to work out, I want to start by working out twice a week. And then you can kind of build it up the more comfortable you get with that, right? Like this is a journey. You don't have to start from scratch and then suddenly go up to working out every day or whatever it is you want to do Mm -hmm. it does take time it does take practice so just kind of bear with yourself on that journey what about else what's Um, another point that you want to talk about this is kind of building off what I was just saying but um I was doing a little bit of research actually about like how we can build really healthy habits and stick to them Mm -hmm. and uh research has kind of really shown that the best way to build a habit and to integrate it into your routine is to what they call stack your habits Mm -hmm. so for example, if you um, usually in the morning have coffee every morning, what they then suggest is that you kind of attach a new habit that you're wanting to work on or achieve to that habit that it already exists in your routine. Yeah. So, for example, every morning when I have coffee, when I wake up, I'm going to do a minute meditation as I'm drinking coffee mm-hmm. or I'm going to ask myself how I'm feeling in that moment. And the reason why is because they say that you should really look for patterns in your life and patterns in your routine. Mm-hmm. So looking at what's already established and what's already working well for you, try not to change those things because you've got that going already. Yeah. Again, don't start from scratch. Build upon what you've already got. Mm-hmm. So even if it's like, okay, I know on Mondays um, I you know wake up a little earlier because I've got work starting a bit earlier. So then it's like, okay, maybe I'll just extend that to Tuesday as well so I can get more of a consistent sleep schedule. So you're not completely like, I've got to wake up at 7.30 every single morning, but you're just starting, I do this on Monday already, I'm just going to try to do it on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, And then slowly build it up and stack them on top of habits that you've already got going to make it a lot more manageable and realistic and achievable. That's really good. That's really good advice. I do like that. And it's realistic too. Yeah, 100%. Okay, do you have another tip? Um, I think another one that I have is something that I did. I'm, I'm very, I'm feeling very anecdotal today. (laughs) Like, let me, let me tell you my stories. Um, but this is one that 
has really helped me and I hope that it can help other people if they're kind of wanting to implement a similar habit. But I am someone now who needs to drink like two to three liters of water a day Mm. because I've just made it a habit in my daily routine. But it was probably around the start of year 11, the end of year 10, that I kind of did what you suggested and I realized intrinsically like I'm not drinking enough water. I was probably having like one of those 800 mil bottles a day. That just was not enough, right? And it's not that like this was something that was causing a lot of dramatic health issues, but it was something for me personally that I was like, I I need to drink more water, right? This is something very simple that I need to do. And I tried getting those like two liter bottles from Coles and drinking those and that was good, but you know, didn't always work. And then I was like, Oh, I'm gonna, you know, have lemon water or cucumber water or orange water (laughs) and like bring those to school with me. And then I was like, this is going to help me drink more water. It did not like, yeah, probably tasted good for the first day. And then after that, I was like, this is disgusting. Why am I doing this? I don't even like this. It tastes horrible. (laughs) So then I worked out over a few months of trialing different ways to drink more water that I absolutely love ice water. I just love, love, love it. Having ice in my water and something else that I found that I would actually drink more when I was drinking through a straw. Fun fact. Don't know if this works for anyone else, but this is something that I found because I would kind of sit there studying with my laptop in front of me and I would have my water bottle kind of like just under my chin and I would kind of just sip through my straw as I was typing. And before I knew it, I drank a liter of water and I was like, oh, this is new. This is different. So I kind of just kept doing that. And literally now anyone who knows me or sees me daily knows that I have my bottle of water with me, with my straw, wherever I go. I have one of those amazing typo water bottles that are a liter and the straw's already attached to it. And now it's just normal for me to drink two to three liters a day. It was not something that happened overnight. It was probably over the course of a year. I was trialing different things And like, this is so simple. Like it's literally just drinking water. But for me, it was huge because it was a goal that I had set and a habit that I was implementing. So I think it's, you need to be forgiving to yourself if there is a small goal that you're trying to action and it's not working. It's okay. Try something else. Yeah. What are the factors that are contributing to you not achieving this goal or you not implementing this habit? And understand that some goals can take months of trial and error to work out how it's going to best fit into your routine. Patience is needed Mm -hmm. for it. But I really like what Mm -hmm. you're saying, like this idea that you can tailor the habits to suit you the best. So if the habit Mm -hmm. is I want to increase my water intake, then it's like, okay, how can I actually make that happen? And how can I tailor Mm -hmm. this to suit me better and to suit my desires and my already existing habits? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Another key thing uh, that's been helpful for me is understanding the reason why I want to implement this habit. Mm -hmm. Um, The why for me is the key motivator. Mm -hmm. So instead of being like, it's kind of also about changing your mindset and your dialogue around it. So instead of being like, I know I should be increasing my water to two to three liters a day, it's more like, 
I want to increase my water to two to three liters a day because I think yeah. it'll make me feel better. Yeah. Um, and then that why is because it's going to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And then that's actually something you can work towards rather than just being like, I want to exercise, you know, five days a week just because I should. And mm-hmm. I think I have to mm-hmm. instead of being like, I know that when I exercise, that endorphin rush, rush is like next to nothing. And I want to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel comfortable to then sit and study for the rest of the day. Yeah. So um, understanding, I guess, less so the, um, the output of it, but more so like um, the r- reward in a sense from it. Mm-hmm. So like what's actually going to eventuate from it? How is it going to positively hopefully impact your life mm-hmm. um and sticking to that and kind of working towards that as opposed to working towards the I think I should do this or I've been told I should do this but yeah. I don't really understand yeah. why or I don't feel motivated to do it is going to be really helpful in sticking to it so even if it's like something that I have done before is I will write down the habit and then I'll be like here's why I want to achieve it yeah and then again that visualization seeing it on the paper and actually recognizing the why yourself by being able to write it out is really helpful in sticking to those habits and feeling positive it's all Mm -hmm. about like feeling confident and positive to be able to work towards those goals and those habits as opposed to just working towards something that's a little bit of like an empty empty habit like it's a little meaningless to you like you're not going to want to do it like you're not going to do it if you don't want to it's not going to happen. Yeah. You're not going to, you know, sleep for eight hours or you're not going to be able to, you know, eat certain foods or a diet or work out if you don't want to do it. It's just not going to happen. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah, and I think also alongside those lines is tracking progress yeah um and rewarding yourself for the progress so even if it's like okay I worked out today even though I didn't hit my three days a week I hit my one day a week and that in itself is something that I need to celebrate and be super proud of so Mm -hmm. yeah that was really good well I think that was a really good discussion I hope that it did help you guys who are trying to form new habits or trying to become more consistent with the ones that you're currently trying to action um, but we have come to the end of the episode. So Annika, what is your song for the week? My song is Happy and Sad by Casey Musgraves. Um, I don't know if Casey Musgraves is as well known in Australia. I think maybe she is becoming more well known. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, she's like a country singer, but like country pop kind yeah. of thing. Um, and just happy and sad, like it just kind of really resonates with me and it's a really amazing, beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really kind of funky as well. So I, I think that's my recommendation. What about you? Um, mine's something a bit different this week. It's kind of like a rock. My brother has been playing this around the house for weeks. It's called Bold is Love by John Mayer. Um, yeah, I'm kind of like a secret, you know, like rock chick, um, <laughs> which a lot of people don't know about me. <laughs> I don't look at it. a rock star. <laughs> Can you imagine? If you met me, you would have no idea, but I love rock music. Um, but yeah, Bold is Love by John Mayer. It's a good one. Not the original, but it's okay, a good I'll one. Okay, I'll listen to it. <laughs> All right, and Kaylee, do you want to talk about our sustainability strategy of the week? Yes, so our sustainability strategy is glass jars to hold 
like fresh produce and stuff. So I've done this recently with um, strawberries because fun fact, it makes them last longer and it's more sustainable because you are not using plastic packaging. Yes. I was actually having a conversation with my mum the other day about how bad it is that supermarkets always put their um, fresh produce in plastic. Um, Mm -hmm. And we were kind of like brainstorming like how can you kind of fix that because obviously with fresh produce like berries it's kind of a little difficult Mm -hmm. to not have them in those containers um but we were talking about like you know um glass jars even like recyclable plastic but this is something that you can really implement at home um even like with leftovers instead of putting them back in like a plastic container using a glass jar is, is really helpful and you can reuse like mason jars and stuff like that all the time mm-hmm. um and they're really cute as well so it kind of can help build the aesthetic so of your cute. home storage and they're really affordable like I have like liter glass jars that we put like strawberries and berries in um to obviously make them last longer but also because of the um plastic element of it but they're literally like two dollars from Kmart or probably an, a dollar from your local op shop like they're really affordable yeah super affordable yeah, and I think Kaylee and I are trying to be a little cognizant of um, the, I guess, like how realistic we can be with the sustainability tips. So we're trying mm-hmm. to be coming at it from a like an accessible position. So a lot of most of the tips that we're yeah. talking about are really affordable, really easy to integrate. Yeah. If like no money at all, right? It's also just again about changing mm-hmm. habits. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, we hope that some of these are helpful for you guys. Absolutely. Well, I hope everyone has an amazing week. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Um, And we will see you in our next episode. Yes. Have a great week, lovers.